When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. This week, I am starting the week by answering a question that has to do with quiet quitting. I am sure you have heard this phrase all over, especially if you're on LinkedIn. People are talking about quiet quitting in the workplace all of the time. And the question that I got about quiet quitting actually calls for a pretty big answer, so I'm going to do one of those things this week where I break the answer down into small chunks for the podcast. So we're kind of going to talk about it throughout the week. So if you have not heard what quiet quitting is, let me give you a little definition. It is a term that is being used in the business world right now. And it is a term that means that you're not outright quitting your job, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond. And so you might be doing your basic duties, you show up on time, you leave on time, but you're just not subscribing to doing anything above or beyond. And this has become a big conversation nationally just about what's happening in the workplace in general. So what I want to do is I want to share with you the question I got, and then I want to talk to you about how I'm going to break it down so that we can kind of explore this. So the question is, Dear Liz, there is a trend of quiet quitting, and I'm curious about how this applies to relationships, a la quiet dumping, or is this kind of the same thing as the slow fade? I would love to hear your insights on why quiet dumping or slowly fading out of a relationship can be detrimental. How is quiet quitting showing up in general in the relationship context as in a slow fade, and why is it a problem? And why might someone be tempted to coast in their relationship or get complacent or settle or stop putting in effort? And what should you do if you feel the temptation to do any of the above? So today, I want to talk about quiet quitting in terms of the way it originated in the workplace. And then what we're going to do is talk about how similar things show up in our relationships, what it means and what we can do about it. So in terms of quiet quitting, in the workplace, I was reading a New York Times article and I really liked something they said, which is that quiet quitting is kind of a confusing concept. Why do we need a term for people just doing their job? And so when we're thinking about quiet quitting, we're thinking about people who get there on time, they leave when they're supposed to, and they do everything they're supposed to, but they're not hustling. So why do we even need a term for that? And why is that even considered quitting if people are doing what they need to do? And somebody in the article said, It means that the expectation is for you to do more than the company actually compensates you for and that it's going to work out well for you. And the person said, it doesn't make sense to me. You do the work you're compensated for. And if you want to go above and beyond, good for you. But it shouldn't be a requirement. This was from Nikki Miles, who works as a human resources specialist in Austin, Texas. And I totally agree with that, right? Like if we're in a workplace and this is our job, and we're doing the job, and that's all we're doing, why would we start being labeled? Of course, going above and beyond, it's your prerogative. 
I'm a go above and beyond person because I actually love my job and I love what I do, but that doesn't need to be what everybody does and it's not what you signed up for. So when we think about quiet quitting in the workplace, I think it's bringing up a really important conversation, which is that now that people are starting to put boundaries down, now that people are coming out of their fog from COVID and they're realizing that they're flipping exhausted and what they're doing is they're saying, yeah, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to respect what I'm being paid for and I'm going to do a good job but I'm not gonna stay in the office until 11 p.m. when you're not paying me for that. That's healthy to me. Now, the question I got about quiet quitting in relationships, it's different. It's not the same thing, right? Because in our relationships, we are signing up to have something that's reciprocal. We are signing up to go above and beyond with each other, to support each other, to love each other, to do all those types of things. So it's different and If we're seeing things that feel similar, there are certainly reasons for it. So this week, I'm going to talk about quiet quitting in relationships and why it's not exactly the same as what's happening in the workplace, but why people do become complacent and start to kind of back out of their relationships without actually saying anything. My name is Liz Earnshaw. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and the author of I Want This to Work. We love hearing from you at Good Rising, so please take a moment to leave a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.